You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. So how bad have you been and you think you're going to get to heaven? Because what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, I think my good outweighs my bad. So, okay, then how much do we take so that you're acceptable? You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. What is happening in your life? The fact that if you have been circumcised of the heart, you have a very sensitive, very lively, very, very touchy-feely, so to speak, in the spirit realm, I'm saying, relationship with God, that it is active. And it's constant. And so when the burning comes, the temptation, well, look, James goes on. Look at verse 12, picks it up. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 1.13. Let no one say when he is tempted, that I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. God never tempts you with evil. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires, the burning. You entertain it for a minute. Well, you know, I know. And enticed. The thought comes first. The desire begins to be fed. You're enticed. Verse 15, then, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. That is so true. And we all know it's true. So what do we do, Pastor? We do this. Write this down. This could save your life. James 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. Those two things. Submit to God. Number two. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Notice that's a command. He has to go. When you submit to God and resist the devil, he has to go. Isn't that cool? He has to go. Verse 8. Draw near to God. 
and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your, hand, your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's awesome. 1 John chapter 2. You guys okay? 1 yeah. John chapter 2, verse 15. 1 John 2, 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. Amen. It's getting really much, it's getting a lot easier not to love the things in this world, isn't it? <laughs> right? I mean, it's getting really easy not to love this world. So do not love the world or the things that are of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If all that is in the world, listen to this, three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. Very quickly on this, verse 16, 1 John 2, 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh are bodily comforts and passions. It's, it's not wrong to have a good life. It's wrong to live your life for the good life. Did you hear that? Yeah. Are you blessed? Yeah. Then thank God for it. But you shouldn't devote yourself as a covenant relationship with God for things. If God has given you things, thank him for the things. But if you live your life to acquire things, love not the world because that's what you're doing. Look at the verse goes on, 1 John, and all that is of the world, the lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes is the imagination, the gaze. When, someone's, when, when someone just is locked on and their imagination goes filthy. Well, for that, you might need a butcher knife to get that done. That's a little, that's a little deeper. And then look at the third thing, the pride of life. Pride, that's the arrogance of man's heart. For that, you need a chainsaw or something. Because listen, if, you, if you're going to trust getting into heaven on your works, then how much, how much do you cut off to be acceptable? When is enough enough? The Bible says in verse 26 of Romans, therefore the uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision does not this person who has no access to the law but is responding to the moral law written in his heart that he begins to wake up to the realization of God and says I want God I'm something's happening in my life ladies and gentlemen you have often heard me say because it happened to me and I believe it needs to happen to to people and that is you need to have a faith crisis you, you need your life. You need to be able to say, I remember when I had my faith crisis with God. Amen. And right now, and I pray for him, right now there's a man going through a faith crisis for the entire world to watch. Jordan Peterson is one of the most brilliant minds on earth today. Toronto, Canada, brilliant. He can't, listen, his classes are so popular they can't make, build, they can't get enough people into his it's just over the top. Jordan Peterson, a philosopher, thinker, atheist. Something's happening. And he's in the midst of a faith crisis. Take a look what's going on right now. Okay, so you can think about Christ from a psychological perspective. And the, the, criti the critic, my critic, this particular critic that I've been reading... 
said, well, that, that doesn't differentiate Christ much from a whole sequence of dying and resurrecting mythological gods. And of course, people have made that claim in comparative religion. Joseph Campbell did that, and Jung to a lesser degree, I would say, but Campbell did that. But the difference, and C.S. Lewis pointed this out as well, the difference between those mythological gods and Christ was that there's a historical representation watch, of, his, watch what happens. Of, of his existence He's as well. Thinking. Now you can debate whether or not that's genuine. You can debate about whether or not he actually lived and whether there's credible objective evidence for that, but it doesn't matter in some sense because this, well, it does, but there's a sense in which it doesn't matter because there's still a historical story. And so what you have in the figure of Christ is watch. an actual person who actually lived plus a myth and in some sense, Christ is the union of those two things. And the problem is, is I probably believe that, but I don't okay. know. I don't, I'm amazed at my own belief and I don't <laughs> understand it. Like, because Listen. I've seen. It's happening to him. Sometimes. The objective world. Listen, listen, listen. And listen. the narrative world. Touch. You know, that's Jungian synchronicity. And I've seen that many times in my own life. And so in some sense, I believe it's undeniable. You know, we have a narrative sense of the world. For me, that's been the world of morality. That's the world that tells us how to act. It's real, like we treat it like it's real. It's not the objective world. But the narrative and the objective world touch. And the ultimate example of that in principle is supposed to be Christ. But I don't know what to, and that seems to me oddly plausible. Yeah. <laughs> but I still don't know what to make of it. It's too, partly because it's too terrifying a reality to fully believe. I don't even know what would happen to you if you fully believed it. If you believed in the story of Christ, or if you believed that history and, and let's say the narrative make meat, let's Both, say. I yeah. think. I think you. Because when you believe that, you buy both those stories. You believe that yeah. the narrative and the objective can actually touch. Did you hear that? That's Romans 2. That's what we're talking about. He's one of the greatest thinkers in the world today. Having a faith crisis. He can't reconcile the, the part of the sin and the message of Christ, but the world has got evil and all of these things. If you've ever listened to his podcast, if you've ever watched him, five years ago, you never would have gotten that out of him. It's amazing. It's awesome. Genesis 15, verse 6 says, And Abram believed in the Lord, and he, that is the Lord, accounted, that is, thought it. It means the Lord thought it, the Lord did it, the Lord made it so that Abraham became righteous. God did that. God's working on P Jordan Peterson's life. And I love that. Genesis twenty two eighteen. For in your seed, that's Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. This was before Abraham was ever circumcised. This, this was before Abraham ever went legal or legalistic. He was a pagan worshiping, idol worshiping, Gentile that got awakened out of his coma. And you watched it on the screen right now. That's a faith crisis. Yeah. 
Have you had that? You need to ask yourself down deep inside, have you had this happen? Have you had this struggle with God and lost? It's got to happen. Don't assume that it happened. May God stir your heart so much that you will not rest day or night until you find out about this crisis where all faith and belief and everything else is settled in its place. Christ reigns supreme. He's not number one on a list of 10. He's number one on a list of one. Galatians chapter five, verse one. Galatians five, one says, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again in a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. He's speaking to Gentiles because they were being told, believe in Jesus, but you've got to be circumcised. And Paul says, no, you don't. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. For you through the spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Listen to this. For Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith working through love. Next on this, we're almost done. Bear with me. Verse 27, we learned this, that let God, let God cut away the stronghold or the strongholds of your life. Let God do that. Verse 27, and will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judge you, the Jew? You say, the Jew says, I know God. I've got the Bible. I've been circumcised. We've got the temple. We've got, we're the custodians of God's word. And you don't live a righteous, holy, blessed life that honors God. And then some Gentile like Jordan Peterson shows up. Are you going to tell me that that video did not bless the heart of the eternal God? Let God cut away the strongholds of your life. You can't do it. And we'll end on this point, verse 27. Let him cut away the chains of your life. You who, even with your written code and circumcision, he's speaking to the Jew, the legalist, are a transgressor of the law. Laws, written codes, rules, commands, regulations, the beautiful, precious, holy Ten Commandments. If you intend to get to heaven on keeping any of the rules, you have to know something. You break one of them and you're done. You say, well, I've kept eight of the ten. You're, you are done. You are done. Psalm 103, verse 11. This is the psalmist. This is a Jew writing to the Jews. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west... So far has he removed our transgressions from us. I ask you how. If you're rejecting the cross and if you're rejecting what happened 2,000 years ago on the Temple Mount and just north there at Golgotha, then you tell me how God does that. 
You stick to your theology and your legalism, you've got to tell me, how does God take my sin, your sin, and separate it from, me, from you as far as the east is from the west? On what basis? You've got to have atonement for sin. On what basis? Listen to this, Isaiah 53.1. Who has be- believed our message and to whom has the arm of or the Lord uh, revealed his power by his arm. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence, tender, like a tender green root, like a root or shoot out of the ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows. Listen, everyone, acquainted with grief and our deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we, through his troubles, were a, through his punishment from God, a punishment for his own or for his own sins, it was not. Verse 5, this is the New Living Translation, which is why I don't use it very often. But he was pierced, here it is, punchline. He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten as we could be whole, so that we might be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him The sins of us all. Think of it. So, I leave you with this this prop. Just so that you you won't forget. Okay? So, if you're going to deny going to the cross and believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and trust in him fully and to recognize that There's no self-justification anymore. If you're going to reject that and you say today, I'm just going to be a good person, then you're really talking about being accepted before God on some form of merit performance. And the Bible calls this trusting in the act of circumcision. So I have a scalpel here. It's got the blade is covered. I have a scalpel. How big of a sinner are you? So you'd say, I'm, I'm not so bad. I'm better than the people around me. <laughs> okay, so you know what? How much, how much is enough? How much do we cut off so that you are now acceptable? I want to know the answer. Think about it. If, if God spoke to you today like he's speaking to Jordan Peterson and would say, how much do I cut so that you think you're acceptable. Well, I've been a pretty good person, God. Then I'll cut a little bit. Now, in your delusion, you're lost. But what about us who... Now, yeah, some of you don't like the way this is going. I can understand that. You're a little bit more... You're worse of a sinner. <laughs> so how bad have you been? And you think you're going to get to heaven? Because what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, I think my good outweighs my bad. So, okay, then how much do we take so that you're acceptable? 
I know this is graphic, but if you're going down that road of denying the cross and leaning upon human performance, where do we stop? Apply the reality. God is taking Jordan Peterson's heart and ripping it out of him. And God is completely shaving the dead skin of his heart off and putting it back in his chest. You think it has anything to do about his bodily parts? But if you're gonna try to work your way to heaven, how much do we take? Just tell me. And you say, listen, all this stuff's good for you, pastor, but I don't need any help. Can you imagine? I'm so good, you have no idea. Listen, listen. Then, how much do we take? Do you see how silly but graphic this is? It never ends. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.